Na mihi nui, kia koutou katoa. Welcome to Auckland Library's podcast. As we celebrate Pride Month across the country, come and visit a new exhibition called Diversity, located at Central City Library at Level 2 in the atrium space. Now, join us in listening to the interviews recorded on September 2015 for the Rainbow Youth Archives. In the following tracks, you will learn about the coming out stories of seven different Rainbow Youth members. So when did you start identifying as in the queer slash rainbow community? Publicly identifying after my... Or like, um, when was... So first sort of internally identifying and then publicly. Ah, I always knew. I always knew. As soon as I went to kindergarten and knew that there were... were, um, At that time there was only kind of like this thing of boys and girls, right? And I always knew that girls were it. Um, and then I hid that until I was 24. And then I was 25 and I had a big coming out party. And um, it all just kind of rolled from then. I, I pretty much just came out with a boom, shouted it from the rooftops, got myself um, in paid roles in the queer community. And life has just, has been completely different since then. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like? We, first of all, I want to know about the coming out party. What was mm. that? What did, what did you did you have a cake? Um, we had. Uh, gosh, did I have a cake? I'm trying to remember if we did, and I think my ex boyfriend's. I'm trying to think whether my ex boyfriend's mum might have baked it. It was, it was like my whole coming out was pretty. It was pretty amazing, actually. Um, well, actually, <laughs> let me think about that. I didn't want to come out while my dad was still alive. So when I was 15, I found out that he had leukemia. And so um, I always knew that he wouldn't be able to handle it. Even though his sister's bi and outwardly bi, and he would try and talk to me about that, you know, and, and you know, say that Auntie Annie was this and that was okay and not to judge her. This is really interesting. Um, and my mother has an openly lesbian sister. And both of these, these people are in Singapore, and the Singapore's pretty restrictive. Um, so, you know, I had really, uh, educational conversations with my parents, but they wouldn't have been happy with me being gay. You know, it's quite, it's quite different when it's your child. So, um, it was seven years from finding out that my dad had leukemia before he passed and I was, I was ready to explode. Um, I had been dating a wonderful man. Um, from when I was from, from when I was nineteen, so second year of university, and we studied together. We studied music together. He was just an incredible guy. And when I told him that um, that I had feelings for women, and that I knew eventually that this would need to, I'd need to do something about that. Um, he was so supportive. At at that time, there was only Express, um, so there was no other kind of media, and you know, websites were pretty, you know. Uh, few and far between and so he found Express and he um, got me a copy and he said right let's go to some of these gay movies let's go to let's go to this hero parade he just took me it was so sweet that's so amazing so incredible so he was the first person I actually said anything to how old was he when this was happening we were both 19 oh no wait sorry wait Mm, we were both 20 21 
that, but still remarkable open-mindedness yeah. for that aged young person. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty incredible. Yeah. And he, you know, he's a St. Kent's boy. He was pretty uh, straight. Yeah. Pretty straight, single sex school, you know. Um, yeah, incredible man. And so um, I started coming out to him, it was two years into our relationship. And so for the next three years, so we went out for five years. So for the next three years, it was kind of me exploring my identity and saying the attractions that I felt, but never acting on them. Um, and when my father passed away, it was about a year after I came out to him, um, to my boyfriend, uh, that was when I started telling other people. And nobody was surprised. My, my, after, my mum, um, yeah, after my father died, I came out to my mum. She was pretty surprised. She, was, um, she couldn't understand it. You know? She was like, well, you know, you've been going out with this guy for a long time and um, I don't understand. You've never had any experiences. How could you even think? that you're a lesbian, um, you don't know what you're talking about, you know. And it took her a while to come to terms with it. Wow. And now she's fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and what about your lesbian auntie? Like, do you, did you ever oh. Did you have No. Um, no, because they're in Singapore and I very rarely go back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time... See, there was this thing about being out here, yeah. but my mum really wasn't prepared for me to be out in front of the family. This is a whole different ball game, right? Oh, absolutely, you know. And, um, yeah, by the time I came out, my auntie, who was lesbian, kind of wasn't really... She, she'd fallen out with the family and things had gotten bad, and I haven't actually had a chance to come out to her. Yeah. But I did have a really great coming out to my um, my favourite boy cousin recently. He came to New Zealand for his honeymoon. And he'd already been told. Um, then he met my partner and um, my partner's two kids. And uh, and it was just... And he got to ask really beautiful, innocent questions that really only a Singaporean <laughs> could ask with a Singaporean with, with no contact with, um, you know, like a real-life lesbian his age before could ask. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, he couldn't ask his auntie. Yeah, no way. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, so, like, what challenges did you face coming? Because you say that you had quite an easy coming out, but from the point of like when you always knew to when mm. you came out, was what went through your? Oh, I just hated myself. Yeah. I just went through the typical teen angst of just kind of thinking something's wrong with me, um, not feeling like I belonged. Um, not being able to identify with anybody on TV, not having people in my school that um, were out. There's no way anybody would have been out in Baradine, at not at that time. Um, and just feeling really crap about myself and thinking about suicide heaps, you know. Just, it was, it was awful. It was really, really awful. And at the same time, in me hiding all of this stuff, I pretended everything was fine, you know. It was just a total facade. Yeah, and yeah. what about the whole Catholic teacher? Did that impact y- your feelings, or was that actually kind of a positive thing in it all? Um, I really didn't get my head around Catholicism. Get my head around Catholicism being gay um, for ages um, until I met somebody else who 
She was um, really staunchly Christian, and she kept, she was going to church every weekend. But she was really out and proud as a lesbian as well. And her family had a real problem with with her being out. But um, she just told me something that really stuck with me. She said, "If you've um, if you have faith in God, you have this personal relationship with God. And if um, you know nobody else can tell you." Or can dictate what you pray to God about every night, or how you speak to God, or what God, what messages God is giving you. This is your personal relationship, and nobody else has the right to dictate um, whether you go to heaven or hell. Otherwise, they're playing God, and that's really wrong. So keep your faith, um, and uh, you know you, you can be really strong in your faith as well as being queer. You've been listening to Auckland Libraries podcast. You can find further information on our SoundCloud page or see the Auckland Libraries website.